You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome. This is Michael McIntyre in the Next Level Podcast, and we so appreciate you listening today. And thank you for subscribing and sharing. This one here is one of these ones that you make sure you double check to share this one because we have got the the great Billy Epperhart here, and he. Is, many of you already know him. I know some of my clients follow him, and one of my clients from London is going to see him in Denver at the big uh, conference there, which I love that. And for those of you that don't know. He is the CEO of Andrew Womack Ministries and Cheris Bible College, founder of the Tricord Global and founder of Wealth Builders, which is a great organization and helping people make produce wealth. And Billy has appeared as a guest on CNN, Larry King Live, NBC News, Fox News, BBC, and other national international programs. He's also been featured in Time Magazine, the Denver Post, the Washington Post, the New York Post, Newsweek, and USA Today. Billy has traveled around the world as a keynote speaker due to his extensive knowledge of investments, personal finance, and leadership development. And Billy, thank you so much for being on the Next Level Podcast, bro. Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you, Mike. Well, me too. And I know that our our mutual friend, Tina, put this thing together. And I just love it when she says, hey, I got this great... It's always somebody famous. It's always somebody spectacular. And so... She never disappoints. So, all right, here's my question. You know, I kind of, I'm kind of a business guy too. And I really, you know, I talk to people all the time about, you know, everybody wants to make more money, right? They want to build wealth, obviously. Most, most people do, especially when kingdom-minded people do. What, what do you think the number one concern out there that you hear going on right now and in, in coming into this 2024 season, Billy? Well, I think, honestly, there's a lot of uncertainty both from an economic standpoint, you know, what's happened actually in the economy. And so we can talk about that as well. But I think generally speaking, in in the Christian, inside of the Christian world, those that are kingdom minded, you know, I like to say we know God's got this. And so anytime that there is turmoil out there, we have the election coming up. Mm -hmm. And so anytime there's turmoil out there, there, there are shifts that happen financially. We like to quote, you know, in the Christian world, we love to quote that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. But the truth is, the righteous don't know how to get it and what to do with it. Come on. And so, and so one of the things that's so important to teach is not just that you can prosper, that you should prosper, but the real secret is learning how to prosper. And so many people haven't applied themselves to that. So in this season that we're coming in, I believe over the next several years, three to five years, in the in the current economic situation that we're in, I believe we're in the beginning of the third great awakening. That mm. means that institutions are going to be reformed. We see the wokeness that's out there and, mm-hmm. and the institutions across, literally across the spectrum. And so because of that, I think there's going to be more opportunity for those who know what to do to be able to prosper and really have an impact, not only for themselves personally, I like to call it, Michael, that when we talk about prospering, it's making sense of making money for making a difference. Come on, it's brother. It's about difference that really matters. 
in what we do. So, however, we've got to make some sense of making money in order to be able to make a difference. Yeah, hundred percent. That's well said. So, you know, I get a lot of people, you know, my wife and I, we minister a lot of people and we do, you know, business with people and, and it's always, you know, they, you know, they want to get multiple streams of income and I totally get it, you know, and nowadays, as you know, I mean, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have the internet. We, we didn't have social media, you know, we, we had, we, we had to go, you know, knock on doors for our mass marketing. Right. So That's it, it, it's a, it's a, it's an easier way to do it, but it's also harder in some ways too for so the the wealth building conference that you do what what would one expect if they show up in denver to see your wealth builders conference well first of all you know a, a large part of what i would do is talking about you know the importance of being kingdom minded in anything that you set your hand to do however it, at the wealth builder workshop we we will have approximately i think 20 23, 24 workshops itself that are on how on building businesses, on making a difference with those bills. We'll, we'll do the real estate breakout and, and we give we give formulas and directions and we talk about how to get started. We, and, and really, we truly major in the majors. And we have a whole we have a whole group of coaches that participate and do all of that. And of course, they do that under my direction and under the v vice president of wealth builders. Our name is Karen Conrad Metcalf that does, that helps direct that. But I'll be there personally talking about those things, seeing people. And then we also have one on investing. I, I was mentioning. So we mm -hmm. have a whole track on how to avoid, on how to avoid woke companies. We, we give you the 125 best fortune 500 companies and fortune 1000 companies that actually have Christian born again, Christian CEOs in those wow. companies. And we also give you an index of the non-woke companies, you'll get all of that along with the actually how-tos with that. And then we also, as I was saying, we do, a, and I think we stopped right there where I was talking about in the business track, we not only give you the, the rails to run on for starting a business, one of the tools we use is called the Business Model Generation Canvas. We teach you a lot of things about how to do it with business, but then we also talk about nonprofits and how do you build a nonprofit? How do you scale a nonprofit? We 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 talk about all the different legal avenues. So we will wow. at least introduce those concepts to them, and then yeah. they can go further if they want to in the process. We have a whole coaching. We have, I think, three different tracks for coaching. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. in fact, Deborah, you were talking to from London. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. She has she has done the real estate. She's coming back to the real estate. Mm -hmm. Uh, coaching. So it's amazing. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things we offer that can help people. Well, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's much needed too. And, and yeah, I think it's, it's really, is it a two or three day conference? How long is that? How long is it? Yeah, last? it it'll start basically Friday afternoon is registration. Okay. We'll go Friday night. I'll be there. I speak Friday night. Nice. And then Saturday morning, we'll have three general sessions. And then awesome. Saturday afternoon after lunch starts all of the workshops. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so I'll, I'll, I'll make sure Darren, my producer puts this in the show notes, the link so they can sign up for this because it's coming here in February. Yes. Yeah. That's, it'll be February. Let me get the exact date, but it's that Friday. I think it's February the 16th is, okay. when, it, is when it actually starts. Let me look here on my calendar. 16th, yeah, no, it's good. February 16th, 17th and 18th. It goes awesome. Sunday morning will end. And then we, we have a, a, a person that that I'm on their board and 
and we've known each other for a long time in this world. His, he goes by the name of Lance Wall now. He'll be there on Saturday <laughs> night and also Sunday morning. He and I have been friends, and we call each other cousins. He calls me Cousin Billy, and I call him Cousin Lance. So we, Well, we, he's, he's, he's an amazing man. He, he's, he's, a, he's a friend of mine as well, and I love Lance. And so, uh, yeah, this drops, I think this comes out February uh, 3rd. So we'll have plenty of time for some of those people, especially the people that want to get out there and register. So if you want to, if you're out in the Denver area, or even if not, you can jump on Southwest and get there really easy. So that's really exciting. Let me, let me ask you this. So real estate's a big deal, you know, and of course interest rates are going up and I think they're going to come back down again, but I don't know how much farther, but there is, there still room, there's still room in the real estate world to make money. Yes. Yeah, there is. I think right now, in, in the single family, you know, commercial property right now, especially office buildings, especially office buildings mm-hmm. are really taking, you know, a mega hit right now. Mm-hmm. I think what's happening is the Fed is going to lower rates, but I think it's going to take a little longer than people think. I think mm-hmm. the first, the first, uh, I think the first time we're going to see some lowering will be in the fall of 24. I think it'll be about 25 basis points, which is a quarter of a percent of 1%. Just a little bit then, huh? Yeah. It'll be 25 basis points and mm-hmm. not the 50. I think, in fact, I talked to a couple of my really good banker friends here in the last week, and they told me that the market they're seeing for their loans, they're actually pricing in a, a point and a half or basically what we call 150 basis points. Mm-hmm. That will happen over three different meetings, but wow. I think it's going to be half that. But yeah. I think what will happen is that going into 2025, when it comes to single family residential type real estate, one to four units, I think that what we're going to see in that particular market is we're going to see it picking back up actually this spring with mm-hmm. current rates. Now, okay. I will say that if you that right now for anyone listening, the built the new builders, which I would not always recommend this, but I'm going to today. I don't get anything out of it. I'm just seeing it happen. And that right. is that that the builder of new homes, larger builders who actually own their own mortgage companies, are actually offering rates, 30-year rates, like 4.99 is the lowest wow. I've seen recently. Wow. And so you can go in and on a 30-year mortgage. So it doesn't adjust in two years or five years. Mm-hmm. It is a true locked-in rate, a buy-down that you don't have to pay for. The builder is paying for. Most wow. of when we buy down interest rates, we're buying them down. But exactly. in this case, the builder is buying them down. So some of the larger builders that actually own their own mortgage companies, now I'm only talking about you know, for example, a young family or young couple sure. look to buy home their first home. There's some sure. real incentives. If you combine that with the FHA money that's out there, three and a half percent down, a young family can still get into a home because prices right now, you not only get incentives, but prices have certainly come down and, yeah. uh, and, and re- relative to the peak we saw in 2022. So exactly. there's an opportunity for that. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. I think that listen, that's 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 a platinum nugget there, listeners. Listen to that, that right there. Four point some in a four point range on these builders that that will do the mortgage deal. That's awesome. What? So all right, I gotta ask this question because somebody I I told them that I was gonna inter, be interviewing 
you, Billy, and they said, well, ask him, and I don't know if you know this answer, maybe you do, what about Bitcoin? What's going to happen with all that, the cryptocurrency? I know a lot of people are in the cryptocurrency. I know there's been some highs, some lows. There's been some conspiracy theories on this stuff, but what do you, what, what would you say? What, what do you recommend and, or, or do you recommend anything on this? Well, first of all, I don't think Bitcoin right now is a real investment. However, let me address a couple aspects of it. The, fir the first aspect is Bitcoin itself. I really like the technology that is underneath Bitcoin itself. What happens, though, that th that this market, I have friends. As a matter of fact, I own I own some crypto and I, I've invested in it, but I only do it, Michael, with my play money. I don't do it with real money. I don't do it now. I've made some money. Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord for making some money. But Amen. I put my real money in 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 certain kind of liquid investments. I put it in definitely in real estate and sure. I put it in gold and silver. That's that's kind of where I've been in this inflationary mm -hmm. period with fixed investments, fixed liquid investments with gold and silver, and of course with with some in real estate. And what I've done with real estate is I've just I've held on to what I've done. And if I find a real choice property of some sort, I might look mm -hmm. at it if I can buy it right. But right now that whole market's been tight. Bitcoin itself, I love the technology that's blockchain. Yeah. But yeah. what you find in Bitcoin right now or in cryptocurrency itself is it does not have any intrinsic value at this right. point. What yeah. I mean by intrinsic value is that what does it produce or what do you get from it? Like a piece of real estate, you can go, and people will tell me the same thing about gold and silver, but what the difference between gold and silver, it's been here for a long time, and it has a it has a a a, a nominal value that people right. look at. Whereas with Bitcoin, I think right now you're just kind of playing the races. I, I always, Michael, I like I love to talk about the bubbles that have happened over history. So if the you go back bubble. to the yeah, the tulip bubble, and then if you if you start running and start start coming up and you get into 1929 i talk about some others before that but and then then i get to 2000 the internet bubble and i start looking at the bubbles what happens is you have companies in those examples mm -hmm. in this case the tulip bubble was people paying sometimes five years worth of salary for one bubble that'll produce a flower and all they get to do is look at it you can't eat it you couldn't smell it other than hopefully if you found somebody that was a little less smart than you, they may buy it. But the <laughs> the point I'm making is with bubbles, I think you have to look at in, intrinsic, in, what I call intrinsic value right. of an investment. What is it producing in income or what is it producing in goods and services? What is the intrinsic value of an investment? So that's how I value real estate. I base real yeah. estate on the income that can be reduced from the rent, even if I'm going to live in it, right? I yeah. tell a story about a house in Houston. I had a I had several homes up in the mountains in Colorado. And mm -hmm. I remember I was I was I bought some hair 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 franchises around Houston, had a whole mm -hmm. group there, and I was doing some things. And I remember I was going to rent this apartment and I go to Houston. This is several years, been quite a few years ago, and they mm -hmm. wanted Back in those days, they wanted $2,100 for this apartment. And That's I went, this is crazy. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking in Denver, I can rent the same thing for $1,400. So then I started, mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to rent a brownstone. Look at the brownstone. They tell me it's $4,000. And so I got to hearing what the rents were. So instead of renting, I bought something. And mm -hmm. I mean, I bought a beautiful place right on Lake Woodlands, right in Houston. Mm -hmm. And yep. when I left, 
I kept that property and I rented it. This is true. Now this happened. I rented that property for this is now I'm going back here. I rented that property for $7,000 a month. And no I, way. Oh, for real. And I withdrew. <laughs> I, I actually drew it. The, the pay, the rent payment out of his fidelity account for, wow. for several years. And so you, you say, what, what's the point of that story? The point is, the, those properties were renting so strong for a long mm -hmm. period of time that mm -hmm. I could buy properties and make a killing. Now, yeah. in those days, I was paying cash. I wasn't using leverage. And right, right. now, I don't use leverage unless I really need a tax benefit of some sort. But right, right now, I, I only own the properties I have there. In, I put them all in a certain trust, certain land trust. And, sure. and they're, they're debt free. So I've got really good cash flows coming in in regards to that. But I think right now we're talking about crypto. You have to look at the intrinsic value of what you're doing. So do I have some money in crypto? Yes, I do. So I want to mm -hmm. be honest. Yes, yeah, I, I get it. And have I made some money so far? Yes, I have. However, the way I look at it right now, it's kind of play money. It's money I can afford to lose. Sure. Uh, and it won't hurt you at all. And I think that's really good advice, too, because I know some I know there's some Gen Z's out there. Some young millennials went out there and bet the ranch on some of this stuff and did OK for a minute. But then the old greed monster gets a hold of them. And then when it when when a bubble burst, it's kind of painful. So I think I think what you're saying is that only invest in the cryptocurrency money that's not going to hurt you if you lose. Like you said. Correct. Yeah. That's good advice. All right, so so interest rates are going to probably come down a little bit later in 2024 fall, and you know the the rates are coming or the the price of homes are coming down. So real estate's looking better all the time. It sounds like. Right. And what in in the wealth builders? What else? What else besides real estate is is it is it mostly real estate or is there other places for people can enjoy multiple streams of income? I know with real estate you can rent it out or you can flip the house and do those things, which is really good. But right. is there other ways, Billy, that you guys look at to uh, to offer other streams of income? Yeah. So, for example, you know, we we have a, a decent clientele right now just on 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 starting either. We, we have two different groups in that group. One is those that really want to start a business from scratch. Mm -hmm. Most of those that come in for the coaching that are in that group and they're they're starting a business, they already have an idea. So we take them right. through an entire coaching process of the best way to start what we, we talk about all avenues of coaching on business. And I have six primary things I talk about that you need to make sure that you're covering and then what to do. We also give them ideas on those that don't have it on industries that are worth looking into and what you good. find. And then we have people that come in who already have a, have a good profitable business. I mean, like I'm, I'm not, I mean, they may have 25, 30 employees, and they're sure. looking at how to scale the business. How do I grow it? What kind of things really matter? You know, where I'm sitting right now, you've already mentioned it, but I'm actually on the campus of headquarters in Andrew Womack Ministries and mm -hmm. Karis Bible College. And we, you know, most people don't know this, but this ministry, I'm using this in the terms of what we do in the business track. This ministry, we have, we have 900 employees in wow. the U.S. Most people don't know this. Wow. And we have two to two fifty employees internationally, and this ministry brings in over a hundred million dollars a year. This year in our audit, we were at one hundred and seven million. The point of that is, how do you scale? How do you grow? What things matter in right. your business, and and how do you do that? And so, just I mean, when I came in, we were at about six hundred employees. 
We were at about 60, the mid 60 millions in revenue. So the key was how do you scale? How do you grow? And so somebody says, well, that's a lot bigger than I am. But the but the principles of how you scale are the same. Same. That's right. They just scale up at different levels. So we teach on that. Then we also have people who come in the business track that are interested in starting nonprofits. And so we really do truthfully give you secret sauce that you cannot get on the internet. I promise you, you cannot go search it. In fact, some of the stuff I've seen on the internet that have to do with both what we call 990 nonprofits and 990 nonprofits and other kinds of advice that's out there, it's scary. So we give you... You know, we have some of the best nonprofit attorneys in the world around what we do all over the United States, and as well as CPAs and accountants in that space. And then, of course, people that that know how to scale and know how to grow the nonprofit. So we so we coach on that as well. And then, as I mentioned, we have a whole investment track besides the real estate. The investment track is is more in other types of investments, including yes, including the stock market, which I encourage you to be careful of right now. But Amen. but but we also talk about, I mentioned to you, I think the the companies that are not woke, we call them non-woke companies. Mm-hmm. We have, by the way, we were going to talk about that. We have a whole index that we that we have a fund, an index fund that actually you can get in. And in that fund is only companies with Christian born again Bible believing CEOs in those companies. I love it. That's really, that's so unique. It's so good that you've got that because I think it's much needed out there. You know, it really is. I mean, you've got, you know, I, I'm a, I used to, as you know, and most of our listeners, you know, we are, everybody grew up with Disney and back in the day. And when it was, when it was truly a family oriented, you know, or, you know, company. And I, listen, I had a lot of stock in Disney at one time and, it's just really sad to see these companies go where they're at. And, you know, you can tell, you know, I, I, I talk about this all the time and I'm sure you're, you see it too, but you can see the mask of Satan, you know, being ripped off nationally. You know, you can just see Absolutely. people being exposed. I mean, you've got these, these poor people that are just, you know, they're prosecuting right now for in, in front of a abortion clinic, you know, because they were singing Christian hymns, you know? And so you got these companies like Disney. I mean, it's, it's crazy what they're doing with these companies. And I love that we're coming into this because I think, I think the pendulum is going to swing the other way, Billy. I do. And I think, yeah, I uh, think it's starting, yeah. people like you, you know, wealth builders, people that you're standing up Christian values and see, uh, born again, Christian CEOs. This is what we need. And, and I'm just, I'm really happy that you're stepping into this space and you've been stepping into this space for some time, I assume. Yeah, I have. I think, you know, when the Lord first, you know, if we talked about that, when I first started really considering and making a move and a change in this world, like I'm doing now, I think most people thought I lost my mind that knew me because they go, you know, you've already got this and that, and you know, why are you doing this? And, and uh, a matter of fact, I, uh, not to, not to refer to Lance too much, but Lance and I met, <laughs> it was a divine appointment. Lance came and sat, I was doing a real estate seminar in South Carolina in 2006. So this is 2024. So almost what, 18 years ago, almost. And he, yeah, that was 2006. And he came and sat on the front row with another friend he had. And he sat and I said, what are you doing here? I'd never met him. And he said, well, I I came to listen to you teach on real estate. And I said, well, you want to hear some secret sauce? And so he goes, yeah, I want to hear some secret. So we started talking 
about secret sauce. And then I reacquainted again in 09. And it's Mm. amazing to see many, you know, there's many of us like you and us all out Mm. there that God has been raising up. I call it a marketplace army that literally go into the seven mountains and have an impact and not just talk about it motivationally, but that's important, but also to teach people how to do it. And if there's yes. anything I believe in is being a practitioner. And what one thing that makes me a good practitioner is I've I've made a lot of mistakes. And so when you, <laughs> yeah. learn, you know, somebody said you get your nose broken that place, you say, yeah, you stay out of that place, right? That's right. You get your nose, but so there, there, but the the good news is. I lost a lot of money. The good news is I've made a little more than I lost. So amen to that brother. You know, that's part of the process that we go through, but then we learn and we learn to listen to the Holy spirit. We learn that God leads us and guides us into all truth. He brings divine connections in our life. You know, I call them Kairos moments and Mm -hmm. we learn how to start recognizing those things and God honors that and blesses us through it. Amen. Amen. I love that. And so you know, one of the things that really helped me a lot, helped my wife and I, and I, I came to Jesus late in life, but I did, and I get, get went all in, is the Blessed Life book and about tithing, right, and giving and, and the offerings and, and extravagance and sacrificial. And I think that's really a key. And I think in wealth building, I think that's a key as well. And I think, you know, somebody said, you know, God will, you know, those who are, you know, are good stewards and and pour back into the kingdom, you'll be blessed. And I can't remember the verse, shaking down, you know, run your cup run over. I'm sure you know the verse better than I do, Billy. But I, I I think it's really important in that. And and I and I'm you're nodding your head, so I you're in agreement with that. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I think the key to giving, and th- this is something that I truly try to not only practice, but that I live out of out of who I am is giving. And I think there's, you know, we know if Luke six thirty eight, give and it shall be given. That's absolutely yes. true. And what happens now? Now look, I'm going to walk through a door here, and I'll come back to the giving. I want to talk about mammon for a second if we have time. But, yes. but let, me, yes. let me walk through this door for a second. What happens to giving is that when we give our money and, and we sow, and especially mm-hmm. start with the tithe, I believe I believe in the 10%. Some people say, well, it's under the law. I say, well, you want to start there as the minimum, you know, get there. And, but But then you listen to the Holy Spirit about what you should give and how you should yeah. give. Now, what happens is with Christians, and this is a unique difference, is with Christians, we bring our offerings, our tithes, I call it tithes and offerings. We -hmm. bring our tithes and offerings to the storehouse, according to Malachi chapter three, which I want everybody to know. I know that's in the Old Testament, just so we're clear. So (laughs) I, I know that, but we bring our tithes and offerings, those principles translate. Now, what we don't understand many Christians is when we quote Luke 6, 38, given it shall be given, what happens is that we sometimes Christians mistakenly expect money to come back to them in the same way they gave it. So here's what I mean. What they, you know, I give, I, I used to see people all the time and say, well, I give a hundred dollars, here's a hundred dollar bill. And then they expect somebody else to come up and give them a hundred dollar bill. Well, that in fact, mm-hmm. that's true, right? In fact, God, God, people will come up and give you money. But most yeah. Christians, that's the that's the extent of how they see the blessing. The extent is if I give, I call it devoted money. If I take my devoted money, my set apart money, and I give it to God, the way God though blesses us back 
is not just through devoted money coming back to us. It's through transactional money that we learn how to do in the marketplace. That's and so good. First time, and the first time I experienced that was I had always been a give and it shall be given unto me person, which I still believe in. I have mm -hmm. people that do it now. They come up and put money in. But but the real blessing, I remember I had a piece of real estate, Michael, a piece of real estate. And I remember I got a call that somebody wanted to buy this piece of real estate. And I remember telling them, well, I don't know that I'm selling that piece of real estate right now. And they gave me an amount. And I remember this is years ago. And I remember I was going to make $160,000 profit on that one property. I'd only had it like three years. I mean, if that long. And I remember, and I went home and told my wife, she said, well, what do you think? Because I had a bunch of other stuff. I said, let's mm -hmm. just sell it for fun. I don't, I mean, it's not a big deal. And I remember when they wrote me that check at the title company closing, and I come out of there with a net of $160,000 that day. You know, I always say, don't call it a closing till you actually get the funding. So right, that's the funding. Right. We had to, don't call it a closing. I call it a funding. If I don't get the funding, it's not a closing. Anyway, Amen. I took the money and I walked out and I remember the Lord speaking to me and I was in another part of the country because I own property in five different areas. And so I was mm -hmm. another part of the company on the East Coast. And I remember walking out and I looked at that check, I opened the envelope, looked at that check. And the Lord said to me, there's a lot more where that came from. If you'll just learn to obey what I told you. Come on, and I brother. remember thinking, I remember thinking, you know, I've been sowing. I've been sowing. I was given. I mean, I, I believed in giving to the local church, bringing yeah. my tithes. I believe in sowing out. I mean, I yeah. believe in that. And the Lord told me this is just the beginning. Until this day, that has absolutely been true. I so devoted. I don't I don't put any strings on it. I give the way God tells me to give. Come on. I'm telling you, I have been blessed immensely. Praise God. Transactional, I call it transactional money that God brings back to me out yes. of the marketplace in what I'm doing. All right. I love that. That's so awesome. And all right, talk to me about mammon. So mammon, giving, I'm convinced, giving is the kryptonite to the spirit of mammon. That's so good. So if you if you if you learn to give and sow into the kingdom, and I mean no strings attached, you give to God, God leads and directs you, and you love to give, God loves a cheerful giver, you love to give, you're cheerful about your giving, then mm -hmm. what happens is that that the spirit, there is a spirit of mammon when we talk about business. There's a spirit of mammon that can be there when you talk about investing, for example. That's right. It happens that cannot be the motive of our heart, right? Yeah. Jesus said you can't serve God in mammon. In fact, there's only two references in the New Testament where he said that in Matthew chapter 6 and in Luke chapter 12 and, and uh, primarily Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 16. And so when, when you look in there, when you study that, the spirit of mammon was was really in many people's minds in the dark ages. It was a, it literally was a demon, right? Mm -hmm. It was a spirit that came up from the pit of hell. What what we see today is mammon can motivate you. And I know we don't have time on this podcast to talk mm -hmm. about it, but if you read Second Timothy chapter three, and you read verses one through five, it talks about those that are lovers of money. Hebrews mm -hmm. chapter 13, mm -hmm. those that are lovers of money. Luke chapter 16 says that the Pharisees were lovers of money. That's right. So when you, when you begin to look at that, that many times some of the people that, that born again believers actually listen to 
for their inspiration are people that really aren't teaching the word. And I don't mean that to, you know, get, get real legalistic here, but I'm just trying to say that, that they need to be born again. People that believe the Bible are not the spirit of man. And I've seen people motivated by to ruins their marriage. It's, mm -hmm. it's not just a matter of their attitude toward money. It infiltrates every part of your life. And That's I right. know because when I first started doing this, Building wealth in my life, Michael, I did it all for the wrong reasons. I am telling I you, get it. for the wrong reasons. I did yep. it. And and honestly, I lost some of that, a lot of that money I lost in my life, I learned from, but I realized after I recognized the spirit of mammon, I realized it was because I had the spirit of mammon on my life. And it took me, it took me about two years to really recognize, okay, that thing is off me. I mean, I had to be serious. I don't yeah. mean I was demon possessed or anything. Oh like no, I get it. I listen. I, you know, it, it 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 is a demonic spirit, and I and it does, some some people have to get delivered from it. But I get it. And and Mammon always keeps moving a goalpost. You know, you you know you uh -huh. want you want to make this amount of money. The goalpost keeps moving, keeps moving. You know, you never get there. Just when you think you're almost there, it's moved again. It's kind of like that spirit, like Leviathan. You know, when your words are twisted. You know, it's kind of from that same branch. I think, and so that's Absolutely. really good. That's really good. All right, Billy. Listen, I could have you on here for three hours. I might have to come to Denver to see you. Look, here, here's the thing. I'd love you to come to Denver. Yeah. I, here's what I, I I always ask our guest two questions at the end. Number one, what verse are you sitting on right now and why? And number two, what what good, great books are you reading currently or want to share with us, uh, our listeners? Well, I think, you know, right now I, I've been teaching on, truthfully, on the spirit of mammon. Wow. In fact, if wealth builders, I don't want anybody not to come because of it. But on Saturday <laughs> night, I'll talk about I'll talk about overcoming the spirit of mammon and how to make sure you're walking with a pure heart toward those things, even though we're going to teach you the how-tos. Yeah. Right? You know, you know, that that we will absolutely understand through that process on, on Friday night, Saturday night about how to overcome the spirit of mammon in our life. So Matthew 6, 24, that I just quoted, you know, where that I'm sitting on because I'm getting ready to go into wealth builders is, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, where Jesus was playing about, you know, people looking at money, right? Be uh, Luke 6, uh, Matthew 6, 19, be careful where your treasure is for there will your heart, your heart be also. And then of course, Matthew 6, 24, Jesus said, you cannot serve God and money or God and mammon is the better translation there, God mm -hmm. and mammon. And so I think right now that, you know, that's continually being on my mind. But another Good. thing, just the importance of the marketplace in understanding right now that Christians, you know, you know, Dinesh D'Souza was here, mm -hmm. one of mm -hmm. our, we gave him an award in one of our big banquets. And he said something very unique, and I, I haven't talked to others. You might be the first one besides those here that we've talked about it. And, you know, he said one of the things is we need to go into the marketplace and into the seven mountains and infiltrate. Right. But here's what he said. But he said, even if some of those don't respond, we still need to be setting up these institutions ourselves if those institutions don't respond. And I, you know, so for example, right now I have Christian banks in Africa and I'm talking about real banks. I'm not talking about mission outreaches. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, for real, I'm being serious. So we no, I'm, you know, I'm you, regulated Billy. by I the central you. bank in that country. So yeah. banks, 
And so we've been setting them up, I think, in America. In fact, I've, like I told you, I talked to two bankers here. We were talking about the interest rate, both born again, spirit-filled believers that love the kingdom. And I believe that we're going to see here in America, we're going to see Christian banks begin to become way more prominent. Come than on. They Christian yes, investments become more, way more prominent. So there's yes. a lot of that. I know I'm not doing a good job answering your question directly. No, you're doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. All right. So what book? What is there any books other? Than, I know you're reading the Bible like uh, all the time. Is there any books out there? That Actually, you would I'm reading Andrew Womack's book right now on harness your emotions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If awesome. you want to know the truth, <laughs> I do. I do, brother Billy. I do. Yeah. I do. I got it on I my do. iPad, man. I'm 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 going through it. But also I'm 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 reading it. Oh, it's got a it's got a really different title on, but it's about the bubbles. And so I've been reading oh, yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's a tad technical. Yeah. And it's got a different title. I have anyway, it's got the hindmost in the title. So, I I understand. Uh maybe maybe my producer Darren, he can find anything. Hey, all right. So so we're going to put a link in the, in the show notes for your for your Wealth Builders Conference coming up here in February. And Thank so, uh, yeah, absolutely. We want everybody to show up and uh, get blessed by you and start building some wealth, man. It's all about legacies. And, you know, the Bible says we want to leave our, our children and children's children's an inheritance. And I think I think you guys have got the right path. You guys are popular. Uh, you're spirit-filled people. You're business people. I like that. I think, you know, that we need more money in the kingdom. We do. And it's all his money anyway, but we want to have it in the right hands. Yes, we want to be able to bless the people. You know, I often say, you know, the good Samaritan would not have been famous if it weren't for money. And, you know, you you cannot take care of anybody unless you've got money to do it. It's just the way the world operates. And so even Jesus told went down there and said, let's go get that fish and pay our taxes, you know, and and, because you need that money to, to do it. So I love what you guys are doing, Billy. Thank you so much for being on. You guys are next level, man. And. I'm excited about your conference. And if you if you don't make this one, I'm sure. How often do you have these conferences? Well, we have that conference. You know, you I know you call your podcast. I think next level. Our yeah. Marketing our marketing team here at Andrew Walmart Ministries in Karis, we actually have a next level conference. I'm Come, wondering now. Uh, I'm wondering now if 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 that came from came from your podcast. I don't know. If we, <laughs> <laughs> because my mar- one of my marketing guys out there, he said, listen, why don't we, and he did this whole branding thing. So I don't know. He may have got that from you, Michael. But anyway, next level conference this coming September. That okay. is, in, fact, in fact, let me give them three real quick before we go off. Do well, it. Do it. Is February 16th, 17th, and 18th. We do that every year at about okay. the same time, same weekend. We have two real estate conferences in April and October every yes. year. It's a full 20 20, 27 sessions or whatever it is. Breakouts. Yeah. Just on just on real estate. It's all it's wow. on. For okay. We also have the business workshops typically in August. But let me give you this. So Wealth Builders, the big Wealth Builders Conference, February 16th, 17th, and 18th. Yep. We're going to be in San Diego with Georgie and Banoff and a big group out there. But Wealth Builders is, is sponsoring that part of the conference. And we have a yep. ton of people. And then in September... We have the next level conference here on the campus of Karis Bible College, and that'll be on a Thursday and a Friday. You remember the dates on that? 26th and 27th. Boy, it's good to have people in the room that know what's going on, Billy. Oh, I got to have them. Listen, 
got lots of people know more than I do, Michael. That's what's important. I get it, brother. I get it. I get it. Okay. So what's your what's your website? Website is wealthbuilders.org. It's one Perfect. word. It's one word, just wealthbuilders.org. Okay. You, you can All right. So listen, I'm listeners, people are watching this. This is this is Billy Epperhart. He has got an amazing ministry out here. I know many of you know him. And this thing is really good. It's all about building wealth in the kingdom. And we want to bless you and get there. And if you're in Denver, if you want to go there, you still got time. I know this thing's coming out on Tuesday. You still got plenty of time to get a ticket, get in the car, start driving, put on your seatbelt and pray and get there. And so, yeah, and go out there and learn how to, these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing and uh, you're going to be blessed in the process. So Billy Epperhart, Thank you so much for being on the Next Level Podcast. And I'm, I am i can't even believe we haven't met yet in person, you know, because I think we're running in the same circles. And uh, Lance, like yeah, Lance Walnut is a hoot. I mean, him and Annabelle are just treasures. And I got to meet them about 10, 11 years ago and met him over upper room. And then he's been over to the house. And uh, I went out to a Morningstar with him a couple of times. And, yep. you know, he he's he's quite a blessing. And his whole team, Mercedes and, and all them are amazing people. So, Yes, we. I'm sure we're going to cross paths in, in somewhere, maybe in an airport. We'll get to hang out together. Billy, thank you so much for being on Next Level Podcast. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Honor, and I pre- listen, I appreciate all you're doing for the kingdom, and I just want to honor you for that because I know you, you have many listeners and people that follow you, and I, I want you to know I appreciate what you're doing for the kingdom. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, my man. God bless you, and have a great turnout next two weeks. listening to the next level podcast don't forget to subscribe rate review and share for more resources to help you maintain your next level life join our community at the michael